Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Astrologer Bill Atride radio show. I'm Bill Atride, and this is the eighth show for 2020. And um, I, I want to continue looking at our uh, current situation, but I thought I'd take a different tack today, though I'll probably go back to more universal themes and probably incorporate them in this as well as usual anyways. Um, by taking a look at charts of people who are very much in the news right now, who we look to for guidance and leadership and inspiration at a time like this, um, and I'm speaking of the chart for Andrew Cuomo and that of Anthony Fauci, um, who I believe are both setting an example, uh, despite what they've done in the past and how they've been in the past at various times in their lives, certainly right now, um, in times of crisis, we look to those who seem to stand firm in their beliefs, but also are adaptable and flexible enough to try whatever works to get us through a time of difficulty or challenge. Um, and so we're, I want to look at their charts and see what may be indicated in that regard for us here and take some, uh, some uh, measure of them in, in terms of what astrology would say. Um, so who are they? What kind of leadership are they showing? What do they stand for now? Um, and of course, uh, I may look at other people, of course, in the news over the course of these many weeks and months, too. And I, I again, plan to try to do these shows more regularly, hopefully every week like this, um, to, as we get through this time uh, that is quite challenging for all of us. Um, and as before, once I have done my little uh, talk here on uh, Andy and Tony, uh, I will open up the, the airwaves here for your questions, and you can certainly ask me more about them or other people in the news if you're interested. And if I have them here, I could pull them up and talk about them. Um, but also, if it's about your own chart, if you have a question, certainly that's fine. Just give me your name when you call so I know who I'm speaking with. Just a first name is fine. And then include um, your date of birth and place of birth and hopefully your time of birth uh, in, and, then, and then your question so I can look at your chart and help you understand whatever that may be. Um, and, uh, and as well, if you, if you have thoughts or questions for me, you can always email me at bill at tried at gmail.com. That's B-I-L-L-A-T-T-R-I-D-E at gmail.com. Um, or you can find my phone number certainly um, easily enough probably on most of the platforms, whether Facebook or probably Instagram and also on, uh, on my blog sites, um, which are there two of them, one's TypePad and one's WordPress. Um, but anyways, um, I'd be happy to hear from you. And if you want to get a reading, certainly contacting me for that purpose. That's what I've done for around 40 years now and continue to do so here now. And I'm very uh, happy and glad to do that. Um, and so, so today, I thought we'd take a look at what's going on and, and rather than the broad picture of that, the Pluto transits and other things that are occurring that, as I say, is the timing behind all this and what's happening in the world in that sort of macro phase of, of looking at the world and, and what our world, our nation and the rest of the world is going through right now. I thought I'd look more specifically at people, uh, characters in the news that are, are uh, and what and look at their charts and see what astrology might say about them. And I just arbitrarily picked these two people. One, we know we see on, on, on the news conference every evening, uh, appearing often with, uh, at, the, at the White House uh, with uh, Anthony Fauci as the um, as a head uh, leading medical expert guiding us in this time. 
and then a, a very top political figure in one of the states. And of course, we're the leading state um, in terms of uh, COVID-19 uh, infections, as well as every other uh, measure. Uh, New York is leading the way in terms of this crisis and hopefully finding a way through it and looking at the chart of Andrew Cuomo in that respect. Um, and when I look at their two charts, just right away, just giving in. And for, for, for Anthony Fauci, certainly, I don't have a time of birth for him whatsoever. I, I don't have enough data to form what's called a rectification on a chart where you try to take a bunch of significant dates in a person's life and then create a chart around that. So we're just going with a chart drawn up for noon, which is what we do when we don't have a time of birth, which it's amazing how much information that does provide. Again, with Andrew Cuomo, there's no birth time either, but I did go through two biographies, an autobiography and a biography of him, as well as look what was online, <clears throat> and to get about 30 or 40 significant dates in his life, and then you throw that into this program, and it spits out a bunch of possible charts, and you try to figure out what makes sense and, and how many hits there are per, per, per all those years in their life, and some stand out and you say, oh, it could be this, it could be that. And then you've got to make a judgment call. So by no means is this his chart, but it's a first best guess. Um, and I did that earlier, uh, I guess last year with Elizabeth Warren's chart. And it seemed to, to play out pretty well in terms of, of looking at who she is and what's been going on in her life. So, and I've done this for clients over the years. So it's something that astrologers do when forced to do so, because there isn't an actual time of birth. Um, so for, let's start with Andy. So with Andrew's chart, um, he is, of course, a Sagittarius, no matter what time he's born. And his moon is in Gemini, again, no matter what time he's born. Uh, and right away, that makes me sit up and take notice and say, whoa, whoa, you know, tr Donald Trump, he's a, he's a Gemini with a moon in Sagittarius. And here we have a Sagittarius with a moon in Gemini. They're both born basically at the full moon. And full moon people are born with a lot of awareness and understanding but a Sagittarian comes in where their basic perspective is to look at things more globally in terms of systems, in terms of theories, in terms of principles, and then gather the information that supports that. Whereas the Gemini approach, Donald Trump's approach, Geminis are more in, in the mix already, just looking at everything, being, getting involved in many, many things, and eventually drawing it up to some sort of theory about it. But they're more, you might say it's more... Um, Deductive reasoning is more the Sagittarian ways, and inductive reasoning, when you say, is more the Gemini way. But, of course, they both are necessary to one another. Uh, otherwise, we wouldn't know anything. So it's not like they're one or the other. We all do both, but some prefer one way versus another way. Um, so, so Andrew Cuomo is a Sagittarius with the moon in Gemini, and I came up with his rising sign around an 8.48 a.m. time of birth for what I'm working with here which gives him Capricorn rising. Um, and that's interesting because it is Sagittarius is a very frank and direct and often playful sign, expansive sign and telling it like it is kind of sign. Uh, whereas Capricorn is more reserved and measured and sends, has a very strong sense of duty and responsibility in its conduct and mannerism toward whatever it's doing. There's more gravitas there. Now, Andrew gets that anyways, because he is born with a Sun-Saturn conjunction. Saturn, again, is the teacher, it's the tester, it's the planet of authority, and it makes a person have a very strong influence coming down to them from their father, that the shadow of the father falls upon them very strongly, and they take it to heart, and there's challenges to, 
to take what's best from that father, but not be overwhelmed and overdetermined by that father to step out of that shadow and become their own person, which is challenging for them, but certainly it's their path. Um, and certainly throughout his history, Andy has you know, worked for his father and been influenced by his father and followed his father's path without question in many respects, but done it his own way. Um, and he would say that where his father was a more expansive and idealistic thinker in terms of how he would put things out there, Andrew always describes himself as more a nuts and bolts kind of guy, a guy who fixes things, a guy who's more involved in the practical stuff. He started as a child in, his, in both biographies in terms of being involved in when he was a young kid, fixing things and working on cars and figuring out what's wrong with a car just by listening to it. Um, and that nuts and bolts, trying to figure things out, trying to find a solution using one's intelligence, is something that really comes across here with his Mercury rising in that chart right there at the Ascendant in Capricorn. So he thinks like a Capricorn, practically, analytically, um, and that drives his story. But he retains that curiosity and inventiveness and adaptability that comes from all those mutable planets, meaning his Sun in Sag, his Saturn in Sag, his Moon in Gemini, all that's weighing in there, helping him. Um, So we have here a Sun-Saturn conjunction, a very serious person, But equally, his son trines Uranus, and Uranus is the planet of innovation and new ideas and inventiveness. And so when you've got a Sun-Saturn alignment, you're someone who understands how the world works, and you might just always go with what's worked, just keep it working. But the Uranian energy comes in just because we figured out how to do it, and it works. Can't we do it better energy? And so he's here to innovate the old systems and take a new idea and make it part of the system, that's going to be his way always. He's going to be pragmatic, but also intelligent and adaptable, combining those energies. He's passionate about whatever he does. He's born with Mars in Scorpio, and it's the planet rising before his sun. And people with Mars rising before their sun, they aim for something and they get there. They can be bulldozers, especially when Mars is in Scorpio, He's a fighter, uh, and I wouldn't want to fight him <laughs> if I didn't have to, because he's definitely got away with him in terms of being uh, someone who's not going to take no for an answer. And yet it's kind of interesting. Uh, Anthony Fauci, he's a Capricorn. He also has his Mars in Scorpio. So here's something about leadership that it takes a lot of grit and determination. It's not enough, of course, because you can become too abrasive and you can't lead people without setting a good example, I would argue the first and most important aspect in any leadership's chart would be that they see those people before them, whether it's a father leading their child or mother leading their child outward from within themselves or a teacher inspiring their student or, or, or a leader of an organization or company or nation inspiring their, whomever they are working with and serving to reach within themselves and find their finer selves and bring it forth, that's leadership. Not telling people what to do, but making people believe we can do this is key. And I find both Anthony Fauci and Andrew Cuomo with that determination and drive, that never surrender, never give up mentality of the Mars and Scorpio, it's folded into a consideration and kindness that comes across. It's kind of interesting, their charts. I mean, Andy's a Sagittarius who sort of wants to be a Capricorn because his Capricorn rising, I think, and his Venus in Capricorn most likely, and his Mercury there gives him a lot of Capricorn energy. 
And here we have Anthony Fauci, who is a Capricorn, but his Venus is in Sagittarius. His Mercury is in Sagittarius. He wants to be and speaks and thinks like a Sagittarius, very frank and direct. But he holds that in somewhat, Anthony Fauci does, because whereas the more loquacious Andrew Cuomo with that moon in Gemini, Gemini moon people are restless and curious and they really, really can't stop talking um, for the most part because they're always thinking about something. Whereas Anthony Fauci has his moon in Scorpio, he plays his cards very, very close to his chest. He's, he's, he's deeply looking at things, but he's not revealing things unless he needs to. So he's more careful. He's more cautious. He's more circumspect uh, than Andrew would be. Andrew would say something, but then laugh about it and make you think he's just joking when probably he's not. <laughs> Whereas Anthony's going to be much more careful, much more circumspect in what he does or does not reveal or say. And that's sort of a difference between the two of them here. What's interesting, they're both born with the same astrological pattern. That's that locomotive pattern that drives a person to keep seeking and searching and growing and expanding throughout their lives in terms of greater and greater um, self-realization and accomplishment. They're sort of mission-driven, you might say, both of them. Um, and, 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 for, for, and so that, that is something they both, again, share, I would argue. Um, and in, in, in terms of uh, Cuomo's case, what he also possesses here is that he has his, uh, his moon lining up with Venus in a beautiful way, which is a deep and abiding sense of love, which came down to him through his mother. Uh, and her love of being a mother and love of being a woman passed on to him. I'm not saying that makes him a good guy in terms of his relationships with other people. He has his challenges there um, and in terms of other things in his chart. But certainly from him, he was given a very strong exampling of what, what the feminine side of life is about. He probably over-idealizes it, though, because his m Venus also lines up in a challenging way. Um, uh, to his Neptune, which makes a person often glamorize or put on a pedestal, uh, those which one falls in love with and then finds out that they're not angels, they're humans after all, and he has to overcome that tendency in this lifetime. Um, but other than that, that's not such a bad thing, but one has to be careful about it. When it comes to his mind, it's a very, a very good storytelling mind. His Mercury lines up with Neptune, which is the sign of the storyteller, a person you can use their imagination to tell the tale. But his Mercury also lines up with Pluto, which is that planet of the will and willpower. And it makes his mind constantly dig deeper to figure things out, to understand things. He's going to leave no stone unturned to discover what's really happening and, 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 and to uh, delve to the, the, the next level down or next layer. Um, both Anthony and Andrew, just uh, go through his chart, I'll make reference to Anthony's chart here. They're both born with that critical planet Mars, critical in terms of action, desire, and leadership skills, again, both in Scorpio. And they both have their Mars lined up with the planet Uranus, which is the planet of uh, freedom and independence and originality. And when improperly harnessed would make people who are rebellious and difficult, but when understood and correctly harnessed is the means by which one is able to stir up in others the, the capacity to be truer to themselves, to do their very best, which is what, again, leadership is about. It's finding in the, in the other before you their traits, their talents, their abilities 
to recognize that in them for them so they will harness it and bring it forth. So inspiring others to be their better selves, to reach in and do their very best is something you both possess that potential here with Mars lined up to Uranus in their chart. So again, a similar trait, not exactly the same, but very similar. Um, and so I, I thought I'd just talk about what's going on in, in Anthony's chart here and then look at, look at Tony's chart here too, uh, Andrew's chart first and then Tony's chart um, in terms of the aspects because they're going through this historical moment, what's happening for them in this moment, um, I thought would be interesting. Um, and for, for Andrew right now, the big one, of course, Pluto. What's Pluto doing? Well, this is the year that Pluto is going over Andrew's Jupiter in 2020 and 2021. Well, Jupiter is your truth. It's your beliefs and represents your motivations and goals. And now you feel this tremendous pressure of experiences, of energies and, and events outside of yourself that are weighing in on your truth. Um, and so you're trying to get things done and you're well advised to not get involved in legalistic or, or theoretical ba battles with people as much as you want to pursue the truth but also pursue it in ways that aren't willful and overwhelming because that could lead to blowback and difficulty. He's having to be measured now in how he speaks truth to power in a year like this. Um, he also has this year the planet Neptune, the planet that it rules uh, inspiration and selflessness and sacrifice going over his Mars, that very planet of action and desire. When Neptune goes over your Mars, you're very intuitive and you're very much more enabled to put your visions into action. It's a time to work in a spiritual cause or in a charitable activity where it's not about you. You're selflessly serving and you're willing to sacrifice one thing for another because it's the right thing to do. And so it's a very spiritually profound time for him for putting his desire energies, his, his, his warrior spirit into an act that is drawn to a higher calling. And also this last year, up until now, Uranus has been going over his Mercury. So this is a time when he has many ideas are popping into his head, all these new ideas. His mind is really free to figure things out in a year like this. It's freeing his mind to be even more liberated than it might have been before. And then most interestingly, Uranus is equally now, as it moves through Taurus, going over, uh, and again, there's no matter what time Andrew's born, most of these things, going over his point of karma in his chart. There's that Dharma karma line showing us where we've come from and where we're going to. And karma is what you have created for yourself by your past actions, both good or bad. It's not all bad karma. There's good karma. And so when Uranus comes off over your karma, you are reaping your past. And it basically goes back to when it was last on his Dharma, which is back in the 1970s when he was starting at Fordham University. And so this is a time where he's paving a new path in life, but first he has to finish something here. This is, this is the final act in a major series of acts, and he's bringing now to bear all that he has learned since the 70s into this moment. Um, and so there is a, an event that happens this year, we now know what it is, that totally changes everything. And you thought you knew what your path was, you thought you knew what your mission was, and now it's still the mission, but it's totally changed. And that's this year that he's in here in 2020 and 21. His path may be altered by events that seemingly come out from nowhere, but totally change the equation of what he considered to be his Dharma 
uh, and now moving on a new path with that. Um, but this is a very frustrating year because Saturn is semi-squaring his son and his Saturn because he's got that Saturn-Sun conjunction. So it's a year of frustrations and delays and having to show patience as you try to figure out problems in a practical way. Again, he knows how the world works. He knows how things work. He can get things done, as does Anthony. They were both strongly influenced by their fathers. They understand this connects to that, and that's how it works. But Andrew was under a much more forceful presence growing up, and whereas Anthony had a more benign influence coming from his father, it's a gentler influence in terms of what guided him in terms of his mastery and how to hold his own authority. Uh, Andrew's had to struggle more with it. And equally this year, with Saturn at the very end of Capricorn and moving into Aquarius, it's the year when Saturn is on Andrew's Venus. And so it's a year where he's re-examining his values, what he likes, what he wants. It's a tough time in any and all relationships, but also a year where you clarify what's most important in any relationship and how much do I share with this or that person. So in good relationships, they'll get better. In difficult relationships, they could be healed. And ones that have outlived their usefulness, now they're let go of. And so it's a, a clearing out of things and people in his life that will happen this year for him. Okay. Um, I want to give fair, fair warning or fair for a time for Anthony. So looking at Anthony's chart, similar, as I said, he is born uh, with that, that, that uh, locomotive pattern. He's a Capricorn with that moon and Scorpio Capricorn people are masterful. They master whatever they're doing and the Scorpio moon makes them very profound and deep in their feelings, a very deep sense. And he, he saw his mom and dad really getting along quite well uh, and cooperating and saw that energy is possible, which helped him on his own way. But then he has that Saturn in his chart, which rules Capricorn, lining up beautifully with his son. It's a trine, which means he was given example in growing up as a child of how the world is meant to work and how to conduct oneself in the world. So he became a very responsible person early on in his life and be looked to for his mastery, his composure, and his strong demeanor. And because and, he's born in 1940, when there was a Jupiter-Saturn conjunction, 1940, 1960, 1980, and now here in 2020, um, at the end of the year, Jupiter trines his son as well. So he's blessed in this lifetime. There is generosity and goodwill that he just exudes and so good things happen for him, and he rises up in the world because people trust him without question. He is trustworthy, and as long as he doesn't break trust, his life is blessed, and why would he break it? Um, he, he, um, he also has his son, though, uh, lining up with his Neptune, which means he's someone who, who saw and understood things at a very early age, having very great powers of seeing through things, clairvoyance, we call it, that comes down to that sense of mission and purposefulness and, and pursuing a dream that he would have picked up from his father because it's a Sun-Neptune alignment here. Um, he also saw the struggle between a personal life and a professional life, the inner life, the outer life, with his moon lining up with his Saturn. It's a moon-Saturn opposition. Uh, and saw that this is, the, this is the challenge in life, to have a rich, meaningful personal life linked to a very meaningful outer life and never let the two interfere with each other, but keep them held together, supporting one another was a lesson for this lifetime for him. Uh, looking at how his mother and father handled that and how would he handle that in his own life. Um, 
And then he's got that Mercury-Neptune square, which means he is someone who um, doesn't think like most people. He thinks in a way that's very creative and very imaginative, um, and things he just knows things. Things just pop in intuitionally. He figures things out. Uh, of course, he's going to follow the signs too. True, I'm sure. I mean that that's for certain. But he's most certainly going to be someone who has the ability to sort of bl- move beyond a barrier of thinking and and understand something that sort of just pops into him, sort of as an intuitive flash in this lifetime. Um, again, he's got that ability to stir up people and get them going because of that Mars Uranus Mars and Scorpio Uranus alignment like like Andrew has Um, and he's also got the Jupiter Pluto square in his chart he came here on a mission in terms of the truth and how the truth should be extended and and maintained he believes in fundamental truths that are everlasting because his Jupiter is in Taurus Whereas Andy's on a search for truth, given his Saturn's in Sagittarius and next to his son. But with his Jupiter in Libra, he finds his truth through relationships, at looking at different points of views and different peoples, listening to these different contending peoples. He comes up to understand things and what the truth of whatever is in that moment. Um, whereas Anthony comes more from a place that we've already figured out what truth is. This is it. And let's go with that in terms of his path of absolute truth or more universal truths. Um, In terms of what's happening in Anthony's chart right now, this last year, uh, 19 into 20, he's had Pluto going over the planet Uranus. And this is a time where he has been able to sort of rise in terms of his own individuality and his his, uh, his, uh, interesting mentality or innovativeness would have been called upon in the latter part, certainly, of 2019 into this early part of 2020. But all during this year of 2020 into 2021, he has that planet Neptune going over his Jupiter, his planet of truth, which means this is a time that he finds some frustration in trying to get the truth out there, uh, facing, facing confusing or conflicting or, or many shadings on what is the truth, that he's having to contend with. We can all imagine where some of that's coming from. Um, So he has to be careful in terms of how he deals with the fog of war, because we're in a fog of war, and how there are many, many sort of stories being told. And he's trying to be straight in what he's expressing, but he has to be careful he doesn't become unrealistic in terms of his expectations or what he puts out there, that he doesn't bend to to that, but also uh, works with that. It's a time to get behind that, get in front of that fog that's confusing things right now. Um, He also has this year the planet Uranus squaring his Pluto. Um, In 2020, that was, and then moving into 2021, we'll look at something else. In 2020, um, this is a time where his attachments in life are being challenged in terms of what is my power, what is my will, is being threatened by events and circumstances. And we all have to recognize our power flows from whoever and whatever we serve. He serves in an organization which is there to serve the people of this country. So ultimately he serves the people, but he also serves other, other instruments or instrumentalities between us and between the people and uh, himself. And so he's having to see how power flows and what he can do in regard to having his power be challenged and understanding the right sources of his power, staying centered in himself and not getting thrown 
Otherwise, he can become fearful and get become feel kind of vulnerable because his his power or and or his authority is being challenged by other kinds of disruptors or disrupting influences. Um, and that's true also here because Uranus is is now moving to come over his Saturn. Um, and this is a time where certainly you feel reality itself is being shook up. And, 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 it's very conf- and it's very disturbing because some things you thought, well, this will never change. This is always true, is changing. And it's disturbing. And so he's having, again, a look at how he conducts himself. I mean, this is his planet, Saturn rules Capricorn. And so when Uranus is on, it says your reality is being shattered by circumstances and you have to find a way of getting through this time uh, holding on to what you know will last and letting go of the rest and meanwhile saturn this year for him is moving over his neptune um uh, saturn is trining his neptune and so this is a time where he is trying to take his vision and his dreams and his powers to inspire and bring them to bear in trying to create uh, finding a balance here between his need for discipline and his need for creativity. His intuitive abilities are really being brought to bear, but also his common sense is equally being fused into that. So this is a, a time when he will be more able to make, as not that he wouldn't normally, but even more so make some wise decisions um, uh, as, he, as he tries to hold together one's imaginative mind and one's more practical understanding and applicability to those ideas or designs at this time. Um, so I just, I just thought that would be useful to see two individuals right in the thick of it, trying to do the best they can, having some interesting similarities in their nature. Um, I know Andrew in a number of his press conferences has gone out of his way to thank Anthony Fauci for his help, that he's a kind person, he's a, he considers him a friend now, and I could see how in their charts, in terms of how their planets line up with one another, that they would find a sense of camaraderie and, and a sense of, yes, we're, we're different, but we're alike in some ways in terms of their basic nature. So that's kind of um, interesting to me. Well, again, as usual, I've taken up about half of our time today, and I, maybe I should change my time to be hour and a half shows, but we'll think about that. But I do want to get to you, all of you who have been hanging on for some time. And once again, here we are. This is the third week in a row of the blog talk radio for a vehicle here. The studio is, again, showing no hold times for all you callers. You're all there patiently waiting, but I have no idea how long you've been waiting. I took a picture of this and sent it to blog talk radio saying, because they want me to prove it, say, oh, show us that this is happening. Well, I've shown them now, and I'll wait for them to respond tomorrow, and hopefully they have a solution so this doesn't keep happening because it's, it's very frustrating for me. I will try to go in some semblance of order, and so I'll pick this person first in the list and see how it goes. But I apologize if, again, any of you have been holding lo- from the very beginning here for whenever you called, and I don't get to you. I just can't tell how long you've been holding. I'm sorry. Okay, so here's the first caller for today. Hello, you're on with Bill. Who's this? Hi, is this me? This is me. (laughs) Oh, wonderful. Hi. It's Pat in uh, Connecticut. Um, Okay. 7-12-1953. Okay, hold on. Let me look at my list of people. 7-12. You said, what would you say again? Yeah, that's right. 7-12-1953. 
Huh. And that, um, oh, maybe I have you under your last name, though. Uh, is that what oh, I do? I have you. Could be. Do I have your last? Haley. Uh, Haley. I okay. Let me. Yeah. Oh yeah. Maybe maybe that's why I'm not seeing. Because um, I look. Oh yeah. There you are. I got you. Yes. Sorry, my mistake. But I mean, it's under your both both names. That's why it lists just whatever names there. Most people just give me one name, so I look for Pat. I didn't see it, but thank you. Okay. <laughs> okay. okay, Pat. Okay, how can I help you? <laughs> for the coming year, this may be asking too much, but can you see cautionary things and also positive things in my life? Okay. Um, hmm. Well, um, it's it's interesting. When you think of caution, um, we think of mostly Saturn in terms of where the tests will be and where there's limitation and challenges we're undergoing. And when we're looking for opportunities or growth and where we're willing to take more risk, if you will, because we feel we've got something supporting that attempt to stretch ourselves, that's Jupiter. Well, it turns out for you right now, they're both in the same place. <laughs> they're, they're both moving uh, through the house of the natural house of cancer, the fourth house of home and family security and foundations. So in the way in answering that specific question for you, I'd say this is a year where your security is being tested because what you may have used to secure your life in various ways heretofore is no longer available or working as well. And yet it's equally then an opportunity Jupiter would say to find other ways to re-secure my life or truer, better ways in a time like this to find that security is equally being shown to me. So it's where the test is, is also where you're experiencing the greatest growth this year. That's how I would address that. Um, and it's quite fascinating because it is, it is the lifelong challenge of all of us, but especially for all you cancers, you know, where is security? How can I feel secure? Where is my center? And as you may recall, because I probably mentioned this in our previous times we might have talked, or I should have, sure enough, not only is Saturn the great timekeeper and Jupiter the biggest planet in, your, in the set heavens in your fourth house, but the inner timekeeper, that progressed moon, has also entered your fourth house in the last couple of months. So, I would be, if you came to me for reading right now, A, I'd say it's all about home. It's all about family. It's all about security. It's all that you're doing right now and need to be doing in your life right now. So for some people in a different time and place, they might say, I got to move or I got to buy a property or sell a property or renovate or on a more psychological, social level, I got to work on my family, my history, my roots, where I come from, my heritage going more psychological than just physical changes. Um, and here all those things would apply to your journey right now for me. Okay. Um, um, okay. That, you know, that's apt. But, well, I, I may not have answered it um, as you say specifically, but I would be happy to, if there are a, a more specific framing of the question, I could say, oh, well, I see, because those are just looking at things um, where they're placed. We, we also look at aspects to see what else is being activated okay. in the chart to see what else might be influential <sighs> to the question. And, mm -hmm. and I'd say this year, 
in regard to that, um, the planet Uranus, the next planet out for, out from Saturn, um, this is the year it's parking itself midway between your Mercury and your Moon. Um, between your, between, last, I mean, both your Mercury and Moon. So this is the year where certainly you're breaking out of old emotional patterns and you're, by, you're also breaking out of old thought forms. Right. But again, Uranus, yeah. Uranus the, the planet of earthquakes. And so this is the year where you're finding that I can't respond in the old way to the stimulus, whether someone's asking me for something or I'm looking to get my needs met or offer something to others. Uh, that pattern of, of caring for and being cared for, meeting our needs, this is the year to experience, as we would say, greater emotional freedom for yourself and finding new responses and getting out of old reactions emotionally. Okay. And, and, and then in mentally, mental terms, that your mind is getting also breaking up patterns and be able to think more outside, not that it was in a box per se, but yes, getting out of being boxed in in terms of thought is, the, is, is what's happening also this year. Okay. Can you answer quickly if you can't? I understand. Do you see a relationship lifetime beginning this year, the seeds in this year, not necessarily looking for uh, anything more? Yeah. Um, uh, well, the, th- the thing about Uranus the moon, it usually means it shakes up a person's emotional life, which can be caused by an external factor of upon someone having been taken from my life or someone arriving into my life that shakes up all the equations. Um, so yes, an event like that could happen where, and if it were to happen, if there were to be someone that like a disturbance in the forest and I meet somebody that was not my normal person, or I didn't expect to meet them this way or things like that, it's not the year that this will settle down at all. Right. It's the year to yeah. enjoy the new experience. And this is different kind of energy. I haven't had this thing before. I don't know what this is yet nor am I supposed to know. I just yes. have to be open to it. I have to be open to it. And then, and then next year, I can get more serious about it if it's, we're both on the same page, but not this year. Yes. Okay, that makes sense. Okay. That's my intuition. That's my intuition. Okay. Thank you so very, very much. And thank you for sure. what you're doing with these shows about you know, doing the charts of these prominent people. It's a great service for us. Thank you. Thank God you bless. So Thanks a okay, lot. Thank- Okay, God bless. Bye-bye. Okay, next caller. This is Bill. Who's calling? Hi, Bill. It's Stacy. Well, on a good note, we're supposed to get the coronavirus checks coming in because they're supposed to mail like 1,200. That's coming in this month. So I wanted to let you know it's something to, I mean, something that's kind of decent that's coming. Right. You know, right, right. I mean, because now it's just like shortened hours and everything, you know, sure. with work and everything. And, you know, yeah. it's like you feel like um, cabin fever when you're just staying home. But like Pat was speaking before, um, because originally April was supposed to be a good month of me getting out, but obviously that's not going to happen and I'm kind of like saying goodbye to this year. Hello, what is 2021 coming in already? I'm just saying <laughs> fast forward to 2021. Do you see right. any months that are good for me that I could possibly meet somebody and 
not be a hermit like this? (laughs) (laughs) Well, yes. Uh, We're stretching the definition of relationships this year in terms of how we meet up with one another and engage with one another for sure. I mean, this, it's a strange year and, and your chart does say it's going to be a strange year because of Neptune going over your ascendant and descendant, but that's not to say that something couldn't emerge in a stranger fashion, I guess, than, than would typically be found. Um, I just say this year is, is, as you know, we, we probably talked about how as Saturn begins dancing into Aquarius, which it did do on March 21st. Now your moon's right there at the beginning of Scorpio. And so you're having Saturn square your moon this year and you need to not retreat into yourself and cut yourself off from whatever connections you have, family, friends, whomever, because that's the danger of Saturn on the moon. We feel cut off. So we cut ourselves off more and then it just sort of spirals. And the need is to reach out and ask for help, call a friend, call someone you haven't talked to for a while keep your emotional ties growing, if not strong, because you might find yourself becoming even more isolated than you needed to be in a time like this. So the message of your chart is take your needs seriously. You want to connect in a meaningful way, make it happen in whatever way you can. Don't submit to the sense of isolation. Don't do it. Um, Otherwise you could get it. Yeah. You, you could reach a, you could go what? into a very dark place. So that this is going to be for Uh-oh. this year. You, you, you're not going to, you have to um, get through this year before you're out of this emotional sort of well or difficulty. Okay. Well, well, I reached out to my mom, but my brother and I don't get along. That's the problem. You know, I guess because he's had the same job for years and, we don't really get along. That's why I don't really have anybody because he's kind okay. of narcissistic. Okay. So, you know, pretty much my mom says, well, I should go meet somebody already. And I said, well, how am I going to meet somebody if, you know, I have a job that's what's cutting hours. I'm not making the money I want right now. You know, right. how am I going to start meeting somebody? That's why I asked you fast forward to next year you know, so I have something to look forward to and just kind of put this out of my mind in the meantime, because right now right. when well, I reached well, out to, you know, yeah, exactly. I think my so, brother so wouldn't care if I'm just, you know, if I don't have any money, he just wants me yeah. to suffer. Yeah, like well, yeah. this, obviously. Well, I mean, well, don't, 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 don't build on it. Don't add to that. Don't think about that. Think about. And he's also, he's I... also a cap. My brother's also a Capricorn. His birthday's okay. January. But I mean, yeah, he's yeah. But but what I would say is that do what you do what you like to do, and find those groups that are doing those things, even if it's online. So you are in a community, even if it's a virtual one, where you can still stay in touch with people in a year like this. Well, I. Well, I yeah. do, so but it's, just, it's like, you know, it's a different situation. They, they they don't have a similar life than I do. You know, theirs is more like they get together with their families on holidays, so it's a little bit different. You know, I don't I'm really want to say. But I'm saying most people aren't being – most people in most places aren't getting together. They're living on virtual spaces and having very limited social contact. So you need to mm-hmm. do yourself can get into those more virtual spaces by finding groups and organizations, 
looking online, finding where people are holding events, like whatever may be your interests. I don't know what your interests are in terms of other outside interests beyond beside work, but many people well, are I like, holding. Well, I, like, um, sport, I like sports, like tennis, but right now that's on hold. You can't even watch that on television. That's on hold right, so for you, like six months. Yeah, so, there's so not you know really that's not going to happen. You know, exactly, so don't go but to when you say it's going to be dark, I'm going to, and it's not like people are working out at the gym, so it's not like, no, no, no. you know, I can go to no, the beach, so. so that's why I want to look forward to something. That's why I asked you if anything looks good in 2021, because when you well, said it looks very not, dark, got, got now long, I'm scared. I mean, no, I'm not, I'm not, I don't care about 2021. I want to see you get through 2020, which is what I'm saying. You need to find emotional support this year by being creative and saying, well, these are interests I have. I could get involved in this group or that group online in a virtual way, people gathering for various purposes to share, to talk, you know, book clubs, uh, social activities, people getting involved in meditation groups. There's all sorts of things going on online where people are establishing new ways of connecting it may or may not lead to something, but at least it's staying active. And rather than being just waiting till next year, that's not the answer. The answer is, what do I do in this time that going to well, make me feel better? Well, because a lot of places are closed. I can't go to the bookstore. That's closed. No, no, not, no, you no, know, no. I, I like I getting out. Oh, Stacey, hmm. I said not going to places, going online to places, meeting people online who are doing things. There's a lot that's happening out there. And so you should look for it in terms of your particular interests, find groups, find organizations that are doing things and participate in them. That's what I'm saying. Until we can all see one another again, which is a ways away from now. Believe me, I, I believe. When do you think that will happen? When, when do you think it will happen? That- in 2021. <laughs> no, I so think, you think, I think every, yeah, so you think, think that, in other words, it's September, or do you think it's going to come back around this corona stuff in the fall? I think, you know. I, 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 listen, I listen to many different people, and I, I'm not by no means a you know, virologist or person. In, in I study science and medicine, but I don't know it as well as these people do. And from what I've heard from various people and watched also and read, that, and, and just knowing spiritually, until people feel safe, truly safe, that they're not going to harm their loved ones or be harmed by those who love them. No one's going to go back to anything resembling normal. So we're going to do yeah, some... even concerts, even, even music concerts are all no, canceled until September. None of those things are happening. None of those gatherings are happening until people feel safe. And we have to and wait for that. And that won't be till so, 2021. That's what I think also. Well, it may <laughs> be so. We can hope for more, but that's what's realistic. And so we all have to mm-hmm. understand that. And maybe there'll be openings up in various ways and other easings that can be more normal, but it's not going to be normal. So we have to just get our heads and hearts around that. And in the interim, do what we can. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Okay, so Because yeah, I didn't, I didn't work all last week. That's what I've been thinking about. My my boss goes, we'll start up again working against this around this see, week mo- tomorrow. I, I and I'm still waiting for his call. call, so I'm nervous. They see. All right. I think other callers. Yeah. You know? Okay. So all I'm saying is don't wait. Get involved in something now. Okay? okay. All right. Thank you. Okay. Thank sure. you so much. Bye. Okay. Um, let's see. Listeners, who's there? Um, let's 
try you. Uh, hello, uh, hello, you're on with Bill. Who's this? Hi, hello. this is Claire. Hi, Claire? can you hear me? I can hear yeah. you. Have you called before? Uh, no, I haven't. Okay. Do you have a question for about yourself or something else? Well, um, I, I always have a question about myself, but um, I guess I was just thinking of, um, I, I was thinking of Trump, and I was thinking, mm-hmm. you know, how really lucky we were to have him as president, being the Gemini, being so quick to assimilate and put together these conditions for him to make such quick decisions. And uh, I guess, um, I guess in a way, um, in a way I'm surprised at how truly bright he is. Um, you know, Gemini, super, super smart, super quick, mm-hmm. um, okay. more, more sure-footed than you, than you, you, you think. But the Sagittarian moon is kind of, um, kind of a mystery to me because I, it just makes me, you know, I'm always surprised at how good he is when he's got the Sagittarian moon. And of course he's got the Mars and Leo, which makes him, um, a great leader and wanting to please people and want very magnanimous in many respects. Uh, but, uh, but that Sagittarian moon is interesting to me. So can you comment okay. on that? Um, on the Sagittarian moon? Um, well, well Sagittarian moon... yeah, be, be, because I think he's, he's, you know, doing such a great job. I mean, maybe not everybody thinks that, but I think he's absolutely you know, fantastic. I'll tell you frankly, I don't think I'm in that camp that he's doing a great job. <laughs> but that's just me and analyzing his chart. Um, but the Sagittarian moon is a frank and very direct emotional expression. It, it sort of tells it like it is and doesn't hold back. Um, and that's, that's, it's sort of gregarious and outgoing, you might say. That's the Sagittarian way, um, which can be very... Um, stimulating and very intriguing and exciting. And, and that combined with the Mars and Leo gives that kind of, as you say, commanding presence or ability that that one would have with that and that enthusiasm coming in. But his one thing that I've found that seems to always undermine him is that he's got that sun Uranus conjunction and moon Uranus opposition and having one or the other attached to Uranus would be one thing, but having both means He's also inherently unstable, so he can have quick realizations, but his follow-through isn't there. Um, he, never, he never sticks with something. He keeps moving around. Um, which yeah, is, I don't see he, that. He's a, I think he's, he's completed uh, just about everything he's set out to. Well, know, he has I no don't, control I, over... I, well, I don't I, agree, I think, but, I, but, I, but I think agree like saying, saying something... With Gemini's too, is they'll say something, but it's always with respect to this is my first impression, and when I get more data, I will revise what I'm saying. Right. And it, you uh-huh. know that's that's how the Gemini, you know, and and any scientist would any scientist would want to revise based on more data, and he certainly yes. I know he's not a scientist, but I mean when I listen to him. 
I realized mm-hmm. that this is not like law. What he's saying isn't like law. It's it's you know there's there's a there's a difference between philosophical stuff and it's like yeah we want to go in this direction, but literally it's not necessarily literal. Sometimes it's it's like. Unfortunately, yeah, he does a lot of that. Think he 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 spouts out all these different ideas, similar, differing ideas at the same time. So it's hard to know where it's going to land and what he's really thinking. And because of that, it makes it hard for people to find him truly believable because they don't know where he's landing on any issue at any particular time. Um, and that's that works well in certain situations. It's not inspirational as a leader to have confidence about that person. So that's why he, he has never captured even half of the country believing in him. Literally. Well, he's got half. I mean, he's I, got another, a lot of people. Another, who... president at an, another president at a time like this would be capturing 70, 80, 90% of the country. Like when, when we were attacked in 9-11, the, the, the numbers for Bush were astronomical. Same thing with Pearl Harbor. This is like a Pearl Harbor 9-11 and he's barely got 50% of the country believing in him. So that is telling, okay, unfortunately for the country. Um, but anyways, well, it's interesting you've got, to hear. You've got a, you've got a narrative out there working against him. And that yeah, well, narrative, he, if you watch he, one channel versus another, you he, get lies. He contributes versus to that versus narrative two. immensely. So I'll, I'll just have to say goodbye and take another caller right now, okay? Thank you. Bye. Hello. Hi, it's Bill. Who's calling? Hi, this is Marie. Hi, Marie. Hey. How can I help you? I had, well, I had emailed you that question on oh, what, oh, um, um, well, you, what well, do you, I, I don't know if you – yeah, um, now what was your question? <laughs> uh, <laughs> what do I need to do at this time? What is the best thing to do at this time? As you can see on my chart, my progress chart. Okay. chart. Sure, sure. Okay, so. Um, okay, sure. Um, obviously, the, the, the twin things I always look at in terms of what's in the moment are looking at that progressed moon and looking at that transiting Saturn. Um, and as you know, right now, your progressed moon is moving through Libra, moving through your ninth house. So this is a time to, again, explore what is my truth? So it's a great time to be inspired by the truths you already have been inspired by, but maybe have a, a revisit to them or a furthering of them in terms of study or reading great novels or history or whatever inspires you to find the next level of answer to the questions you have um, and both inner and outer journeys with that. But it's all in service to right now because Saturn's in your first house. It entered there here and now it remains there for the next couple of years. The question that's before Marie this year and next year, and into the following year a little bit is who are you? What are you going to call yourself now? What is the image you have for yourself? When people ask Marie, who are you? Do you say first is the question. And I don't say you should have an answer (laughs) yet, but it's the answer you're looking for right now. Um, And it's a a process. It's a process of clarifying, you know, this is what I used to be and what I I still have some of that as part of me. 
but I think I'm becoming this now. It could be changes in what I'm doing, the activity, or how I carry out my activity, or some practical things like changing where I'm doing it. Part of our identity is where I am. And is it time to change where I am to a different location to be the person I'm becoming? So it's questions of identity that are being guided by what is my truth. Okay. 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 Thank you very much. That's kind of what I'm struggling with, actually. Okay. Well, I would, it's, oh, it never hurts to read whatever one is drawn to in terms of either great authors or writers or a new author and writer that you find, oh my God, where has this book been all my life? Um, that throws a perspective because you went through several years that were traumatic in your yep. life, facing death and rebirth and facing the ultimate truths. And what you're in a time now is trying to make sense of all that. What does it all really mean? Uh, how do I tell my story to myself and tell my story to the people? I need, I need help with that. And that's what you're doing. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's okay. 100% correct. Thank you. Okay, so Marie. Good, good hearing from you again. And we'll, we'll hopefully catch up Thanks. again soon. Okay. Sure. We will. Okay. Bye bye. Hello, you're on with Bill. Who's this? Hello? Hi, Bill. It's Catherine. How are you? I'm fine. I'm fine. How are you? Great. Uh, Bill, I sent you a question about uh, Venus going retrograde, and you shared uh, your perspective on planetary uh-huh. retrogrades. I was just wondering in my chart what house the upcoming Venus retrograde will be in uh, since we're entering the shadow period for Venus retrograde. Right. Venus is what, what people, just so people know, the shadow period, for those who may not understand it, is an astrologer will see a planet moving towards retrograde and see after it goes retrograde what point it comes back to. And as it moves over that point, moving to the retrograde, we say, okay, now it's in the period leading up to the retrograde, the shadow period. And whatever place it went retrograde from, we say, well, that's the end of it. So it will have to get back there before we're out of the full spectrum of retrograde, as it were. So, okay. So for you, as you may know, uh, Venus right now has just entered Gemini um, and is turning, retro- is turning retrograde uh, on, on or about, let's see, I'm getting it, moving it forward here in your chart. It stopped moving. <laughs> there it goes. It's retrograde. <laughs> It'll be retrograde the entire time in your 11th house. Um, it doesn't quite leave it. So you'll have a retrograde Venus moving to the 11th house of social consciousness and social ideals of friendship and companionship. And that's where you'll be reviewed. And, and of course, it's quite poignant because Venus rules that house for you. I mean, you are a Taurus. It's your planet. Right. <laughs> and, and it rules your house. And so Taurus on your 11th house shows some very strong, deep values that you hold in regard to friendship and community uh, and, and our purposes down here on this planet. And it doesn't mean you're going to change uh-huh. your values. It just means you're realizing, perhaps because what we're going through in the world right now, that I'm having to rethink the nature of community and friendship 
and social meaningfulness in a time like this. You could say, of course you are. Look how we can socialize now. <laughs> so, uh, or how right, a new way right. of socializing would be I'm going to I'm deeply involved in how do we how do we show our love for one another when we can't hold one another, right? I mean, this is important. Um, I think it'll be very meaningful for you, very meaningful. Thank um, you. That, that's a wonderful perspective, and uh, really enjoy your shows. They're wonderful. Okay. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. It's good to hear from you, Catherine. Thank you. And uh, I, I wish many you all the best with the many, <laughs> many blessings to you for all you do. Thank you. Okay, thank you so much. Okay, bye-bye. Okay, listeners, well, it's past the 3 o'clock hour, and I'm, I'm probably right. I should, I should probably bump this up to a, a longer time. I think there's one more. I'll take one more, even though the show's over, because um, I think this is someone who did indicate they were calling in. I don't want them to miss out. Hello, you're on with Bill. Um, who's hey, this? Bill. Who's Cindy this? Bentley. It Cindy is Bentley. the person who called yeah, I see you there. Okay, so I'm yeah, not going to hang up. I'll I'll let you have a word in here. So, so what much. can I do? Thank you. What can I do for you, Cindy? Well, I know I'm going through all kinds of changes right now, and I'm yeah. surrendered to whatever restructuring I need to do. Um, I'm just I'm curious to think still. Is am I going to be doing? Is is there a a male partnership? coming in for me. Uh, I've been alone for nine years doing this uh, international energy work and teaching and lecturing and clearing energies. Is there someone, is my work going to be increased over the next few months? You know, is my work increasing? Because I'm getting old now. I'm getting close to 69, and I'm working okay. pretty much, you know, and am I going to have a new have some help here, you know, not taking care of everything. On your own. Okay. Uh, well, you know, you're a Virgo, yeah. and, and Virgos are here to yeah. work, and that's what you signed up for, that's okay? Uh, okay, me. and as long as you're working, it's good. It's a good life. Uh, Virgos are here to be worker bees. They're the worker bees of the Zodiac, and 69 is not that old. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm up there, too, and so I find it's getting better and better <laughs> as we get older, um, and so me you have too. some of that in you, too. Yeah, you've got that Moon-Saturn yeah. trine, so you also have that sense of yeah. a strong sense of responsibility, um, and, yeah. and that's wonderful. Um, in terms of where you are right now, your progressed Moon just changed signs into Sagittarius, um, and it's mm-hmm. been for seven months or so in your second house. So I would say you began a period about seven months ago with that Moon entering the seventh house, and I can tell you a second house, and that began on or around October. And so from October 2019 and lasting now, well, lasting until I'm finding it November 2021, this is the time that you're going to see that your experience of your strengths and talents and abilities, the values you have, the value you create, and the values you receive from what you created is going to go through a great evolution. And that usually means yeah. the person is changing the way they do what they do, uh, finding new sources of value, creating new sources of value, changing the input-output mix in their life, 
and and finding new strength and new ability while readjusting Good. old ones. That that's what it's for. Um, and the moon having been, yeah, and and the moon being in Scorpio, which was these last couple of years. I mean, the moon just left Scorpio on on or about the last week of March here. It's just happened, so let's give it some time. But really, that means all of 2018, all of 2019, till March 22nd, 2020, your moon was in Scorpio. Nobody forgets that. That's when you deal with life and death and rebirth. That's when you deal with things that shake you to the core and you go, oh, my God. And you're left often speechless and without words at a time like that. And the moon's entry into Sagittarius says, now, Cindy, you will find your words. Now you'll tell your story. You'll find ways of explaining your story to yourself and sharing your stories with others. You're in a time of storytelling. This is a time when things expand and you go out there in various ways and connect in various ways. The time of going in, though we always go in, the focus now is mm-hmm. going out. And you will share and you will expand in this period. I got That's what's going to happen. You yeah. do. That's a book. Sagittarius is a sign of publishing. So for sure, yeah. it's a book. It's, it, it could be seminars. It could be, you know, pub, you know whatever way you publish. Yes. Um, and, and in regard to love or things along that line, um, I know you're looking for security now and anchoring your life because Saturn has just entered your fourth house of the home family security. Um, and so it's natural to think I need to be, I need to feel safer and more secure or more, more than I was. But that first comes right. from me doing it. Of course, right. I can't, I can't look for it outside of me. It's got to come from within and then I can share it with mm-hmm. those around me. Right. Come sec- second. Um, but I, 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 I'm looking to see uh, what else is going on in regard to questions like that. Um, looking at all where all the planets are and where they're influencing things. Um, yeah, I would say first secure yourself is the message mm-hmm. here. And, and in terms of, yes. in terms of, um, in terms of having a better, a better experience of that in a more social larger way that probably happens when mm-hmm. Jupiter also joins Saturn in that fourth house, but that's in December this year. Um, okay. So really it's next year that you find your experience of home and family and security growing and becoming warmer and more expanding into with others is what happens then. Got okay? it. Got it. Thank okay. You. You're welcome. Jupiter. <laughs> Yes. Jupiter's in the fourth and house I in had, December. Fourth house in December. Okay. And I had like, I mean, I've already expanded. I have four speaking engagements in Berlin the first week of May. Of course, that's not going to happen now. And I had, no. some, well, I had a total a seminar and another speaking engagement in Frankfurt, Germany. So I was already starting to expanding. And then, you know, we got the, I'm in quarantine and lockdown in here in Santa Fe. So, um, <laughs> Oh, I love Santa Fe. I wish I was I was going to I be in Santa Fe. In May. I well, I come there once a year usually, 
that's not happening this year, though, you know, we'll try to get there again. <laughs> yeah. um, but I yeah. love I love Santa Fe. I wish I was there with you. But we're all we're I'm in New York <laughs> City. So we're definitely we're all going to this very strange year. But, you know, for uh-huh. your for your messaging, for getting things out there, see how you might be able to manage that in that more virtual space and still staying connected to those people who want to yes. or need yes. to hear from you. Um, yes, I've got, this is gonna be, I've got so yeah. much. Yeah, we've got so much now. Um, Skype, WhatsApp, FaceTime, uh, yep. Messenger, it's all free. And I've got clients every day. They couldn't. They had already advertised me, so consequently, I've got sessions with clients from Germany every day next week and last Great. week. And so, yeah. I'm always supported because what I'm doing is—I mean, I'm surrendered to it. And you know, I'm a workaholic like you are too. <laughs> you are too, somewhat. <laughs> I, I know I am. I, I work. I work pretty I much every day, but it's too. not work. It's life and it's spirit. And it, the more you do, the better you feel. There is a limit. We all have yes. to know our limit and say, I need some downtime now. Uh, otherwise, we yes. run into trouble. But, you know, the spirit's yes. always willing. The body just can't keep up with it. <laughs> I got it. I got it. I got it. It is beautiful here in Santa Fe today. It's 63 and not a cloud in the sky. So oh, my goodness. We got, yeah. You need to, when you get a chance, come, it's a great place to be sequestered away oh i know i know it's it's like a second home as far as i'm concerned and i love it dearly oh well we'll have to have lunch if you're out this way again uh oh no you and your i will keep in mind when we when we make another trip out there at some future date i'll definitely let you know we're out okay yeah that would be great (laughs) okay well thank you so much i was just kind of wanting to know about the you know it was a heck of a last years the last uh seven months were just unbelievable had so much death it was astounding oh no that uh, yeah no yeah yeah and again it it, it moved you you know because you've got your moon in the eighth house you're very moved by these hidden forces that really run things in the world the under what's underneath the surface appearances you're drawn to that but it also means it's a very moving thing for you to deal with these yes these gateway experiences, birth and death. Yeah, I'm, um, it, I'm it, totally yeah. connected in. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But okay, Cindy. Well, great hearing I, from you. I hope to hear from you again. You know, Stay in touch. Your, oh, okay, you're very welcome. You okay. Bye bye. Okay, great. Thank be safe, be healthy. Talk to you soon. Bye bye. Okay, listeners. I'm going to have to stop now before I lose my voice, which is my the danger here. Uh, so I will, uh, I'll, tr- I'll probably do this again next week and weeks to come while we're going through all this. And I look forward to speaking to you all again on a future show. Bye for now.